Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. This, this, this show is brought to you by safety FM. What does your 2021 look like? Mine is looking pretty full. I am planning my calendar, getting everything geared up and ready to go. So if you need help doing safety a little differently, a little better, if you want to talk human and organizational performance, if you need a speaker, a coach, training, let me know. Head on over to www.safetybetterment.com. Let's talk. Today's episode is also brought to you by hopuniversity.org. Hop University not only offers on-demand and virtual human and organizational performance training and all kinds of other great stuff, but for my Phoenix safety fam, we're also offering OSHA 10 and OSHA 30 hour general industry training. Head on over to phxosha.com. That's phxosha.com or give us a call today at 480-877-0155 for more information or to set up a class. Again, we're serving the greater Phoenix area. And last but not least, today's episode is brought to you by Safety Sucks. The bullshit in the safety profession they don't tell you about. Head on over to safetysucks.net to pick up your copy. You can also find it on Amazon at Barnes & Noble and most other places that you find books. If you're more of an audiobook person, you can head on over to Audible or iTunes and grab a copy there. Hello! Howdy, everybody. Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast. How are you doing? I hope that things are going absolutely great. I hope that you are doing splendidly wherever you find yourself. Things are going pretty good here. I've got to say, you know, I'm doing a bunch of work. Uh, I'm doing a bunch of Christmas shopping. Life is busy. Life is good. Like I said, we're, we're trying to get ready for the most wonderful time of the year. Um, I'm one of those, like... I, I can't do this whole like Christmas tree before Thanksgiving thing. Um, so we waited until uh, really just right now. So just just a couple of weeks before Christmas, we finally put up the Christmas tree and the Christmas decorations. I can't do like the mid October putting up the Christmas tree thing. Like 
Uh, you guys are crazy. That's all I'll say. You, you, you early Christmas tree folks out there, you scare me. That, that's all that I can say. But before we get too far into this podcast, do me a favor. Head over to the website, www.thehotnerd.com. Follow along on all things social media, except for Twitter, because it is super duper special or, or something or something, right? It's the at the hot nerd one. Make sure you're following along on the gram at the hot nerd. Lots of cool stuff happening over there. I've been trying to post some of these little snippets from our podcast interviews um, over on LinkedIn. So if you're not following on LinkedIn, please go check it out there. Just look up Samuel Goodman. That's the easiest way to follow along with everything I've got. Obviously, there's a Hop Nerd page. There's all kinds of other pages over there for Hop University and kind of everything else. But if you want kind of the main content that I'm putting out there, again, just just look up Samuel Goodman. Sam Goodman, you'll see this ugly mug in that little circular picture there on LinkedIn, right? I got a question the other day because um, in my in my LinkedIn profile picture, I know I'm, I'm so unprofessional because I'm not wearing a suit and tie in that picture. Um, I, I'm actually standing there with, with a, a little monkey uh, on my shoulder. And somebody asked me, like, what, hey, is that your monkey? What kind of monkey is that? And so, number one, not my monkey. Number two, have no clue what what type of monkey it it is. I think it's a monkey. I, I, I don't know. So let me just say that. So definitely don't know what it is. Um, but I was on a trip in Honduras and lots of monkeys. And I, I don't know if we were supposed to play with the monkeys or, or not, but they would kind of come down and sit on your shoulder and kind of go through your pockets. And it was, it was just a blast. So uh, for any of those out, any folks out that had this similar question, I've got a, that question a couple times. Who's monkey? What kind of monkey is that <laughs> in your super profesh? LinkedIn profile picture. So there you go. There's there's the answer to that. Today we're going to dive into some more sucks of the safety profession. I hope that you're enjoying this mini series. I'm just kind of weaving it in as I feel like recording these episodes. Um, as you know, we've had on a couple guests to talk about the sucks of safety. I'm going to have a couple more guests on before we finish this thing up. And it's, it's starting to draw to a close. I would say that we probably have another handful of episodes, just, just a couple, a few, a few episodes before we wrap up this mini series and then move on to some other topic. Um, but I've, I've been having a blast with it. It's been great to have the opportunity to just sit here and kind of run through the book a little bit and run through some of my thoughts and some of the backstories that maybe uh, I didn't have room for in the book uh, or maybe stuff that I just wanted to expand upon a little bit and share these stories with you. And it's been super awesome uh, to be able to have some folks on to talk about their own personal sucks within the safety profession. And as I said, we've got more of those coming up very, very soon. Um, I'm working to get some folks scheduled. So just be on the lookout. There's a bolo, bolo, bolo for that, right? Be on the lookout for more guests showing up to talk about their personal stories, and their personal views on the sucks of the safety profession. If you would like to be one of those guests, shoot me an email, thehopnerd at gmail.com, or if you know somebody that should, link us up. Let's chat about it. It'll be an absolutely awesome conversation. So with that being said, let's dive right in. So today, I wanted to kind of go down this path, jump back down the rabbit hole, into what's the future of the safety profession. And I don't really mean that in the sense of, well, what uh, is the safety profession here tomorrow? Is it going to change? Is the money going to go down? Is the money going to go up? We're we going to have a job. That's not what I mean. Um, when we first started this kind of mini series, I jumped into this kind of conversation around WTF as a safety professional. And I think that's a really good starting point. Right. 
Um, and I think that's a really good place where we should be now is kind of circling back to that and going, okay, after all of what we talked about, after all of all the suck that we've kind of talked about, what the heck does that role look like without the suck? Right? What, what, what does it actually look like? Because as we've said, and we, I, I continue to scream this, this is kind of my new phrase is that, uh, or slogan, I guess, is that the safety profession has become the junk drawer for most organizations. So we get all this crap that goes in the junk drawer. Everybody's got a junk drawer. Look, I have like three of them. I'll just, I'll just level with you. But all this crap goes in the junk drawer. And what happens, right? It never comes out, right? If, if your house is anything like my household, um, you end up with one junk drawer and then it gets filled up because it's all this stuff that you just have to have, right? You just have to have it. You know, I've, I've got to have four of those little backs that go to remote controls, like the little battery cover things for the remote controls that I, that I no longer have. I definitely need all those rubber bands from the produce, right? You know, like the rubber bands they put around like stalks of broccoli. I got, I got to have those, right? I definitely have to have those. I've got to have all those dead batteries that I know are dead, right? Just in case, like, I don't know, I like lick the end of it and shove it in there and see if it like, you know, if it'll power the remote. I have no clue. I've got to have all these bits and pieces to toys and old ink pens and Sharpies that are dry. I've got to have all that stuff. It's because it's super important. If I ditch it, it means I won't have it. And if I don't have it, what happens if I need it and I don't have it? Even though it's completely here, side note, even though it's completely like not going to work, it's useless junk, right? It makes me feel good because I have it, right? It's there. I know that it's there. I know that, oh, God forbid, something happens. I, I know where it's at and I, I can try to use it even though it's going to suck, right? So a bunch of crap goes in. We feel good because all of it's there and we know that it's there. And there's there's all these responsibilities that are poured into the safety professional that's, that's not necessarily their role. A lot of times it's not, right? We dump all this extra crap on them. And go, but oh, but you're the safety professional. You're supposed to take care of these things. You're our junk drawer. When we need that extra dead battery, we know that you're going to have it. When we need, when we finally find that remote that's missing that back that we have the little bit of duct tape over to hold the batteries in, we know that it's going to be there. And as the whole kind of me yelling into the microphone is, is kind of leading to this point that a bunch of shit goes in and shit rarely ever comes out. So we pour in all of this shit. To the point that the drawer gets full, right? It starts getting hung up and you can't open it and all that good stuff. So what do we do? Dramatic pause. We don't clean out the freaking drawer. Oh, we go down the line. We find an open drawer and go, ah, oh, there's another one. Let's pour some more bullshit in here. And then that drawer starts to fill up. And it's a vicious, repetitive cycle of collecting junk. Right. So that's kind of where we're at as a profession. More, more, more. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that somehow ensuring that there are rolls of toilet paper in the shitter at work is somehow the safety professional's responsibility. I've just got a burning feeling deep in, in, in my heart that that has something to do with the safety professional. WTF, right? So this whole long rant is me getting back to the point of how do we start to pull all the shit out of the drawer? Or, or maybe not even saying how, but just saying that we need to start pulling the shit out of the drawer. It's time that we, I don't want to say declutter the thing. I know that's a buzzword right now. Um, but how do we start to clean out the drawer? How do we start to weed through the things that really matter, that we should really be focused on. And I, I think I'll, I'll just hear, here's a uh, spoiler. So spoiler alert, 
is I think we start to reprioritize stuff, right? I, and we've said this before in this mini series that unfortunately there is no prioritization within our profession. If it says safety, or if it kind of sort of seems like it's safety, or if it's freaking toilet paper in the bathroom because that's super safety related, super safety sensitive. There we go. Or it's freaking lunchroom chair placement. And I know I'm giving you very specific examples, but it could be anything. It's managing this stupid program or managing some other program that has nothing to do with you. Uh, or maybe it does, and maybe it's just not that important, right? You kind of clump all this stuff together, and in our safety world, and again, there's lots of reasons. Um, I don't know. Maybe some of it's us too, right? Safety professionals have, have kind of caused some of this too. Um, so please don't take this wrong. I'm picking on us just as much as I'm picking on the companies that employ us. Um our to-do list just has one big bullet point at the list, like right one ugh, one big bullet bullet. I could see if I can talk today. Jeez, one big bullet point. There you go. That's how you know all this stuff is a uh, hashtag never scripted. I don't plan this junk. <laughs> we have one big bullet point at the top of the list that says everything's as freaking important as everything else if it's safety. There's no prioritization of safety because if it's safety, it's freaking important and it's all freaking important and you just got to do it all equally as importantly as blah. And what happens? Uh, we're in the position that we're in. <laughs> that's, that's what happens. Going through and prioritizing things is important. Okay. Um, look, I'm sitting here and I'm staring across the room over at an audio mixer. And there's only so many things that can go to 100%. Right. And you can only go to 100%. Right. So I don't know. I'm, I'm counting maybe, maybe 10, 20, you know, the little audio sliders, right. And all these little knobs and twisties and all that stuff on there. You can't just crank all of that to 100% and then just think everything's going to be fine. Right. It's because it's not. It's going to freaking suck. Right. It's going to be horrible. You can't try to push it beyond 100%. Because it's just not possible, right? It's just not possible. But that's what we do in our world. That's exactly what we do. We go, we'll crank it to 11, all of it, because it's all equally as important. And then we expect people not to hate their lives. We expect people, and I'm talking about safety professionals now, um, we expect them not to hate their lives. We expect them not to get burned out. We expect them to just stay and be happy that we're, that we're giving them a paycheck. We expect them to just kind of go, well, of course, this is what, of course I'm not supposed to sleep. Of course I'm not supposed to have time to eat. Of course I'm not supposed to, do, of course, of course. Of course I'll work 24 hours a day, of course. Of course, I'll do all the sucky stuff we talked about. Of course, I'll just accept the sucks of safety. And if you say anything negative about it, you're ungrateful. How dare you question the great safety profession or the companies that employ you? Dumb. Just dumb. Uh, right? Just, just dumb. It's those folks. Right? And here, here, comes the, here comes the super duper voice that we've been using. Right, Ma? You didn't know I was a voice actor, right? But here comes the, the let's just call him the safety old timer. I don't know. And I guess it doesn't have anything to do with age. So please don't think I'm being ageist. But it usually comes along in the form of, well, I've been doing this for 40 years. And you're telling me we've been suffering and doing it wrong for 40 years? Uh, it sounds like it. I'm, I'm sorry. But yeah, it kind of freaking sounds like it. It's okay to admit that it was stupid. <laughs> Can we just say that? So where I'm, where I'm going is this, right? We're talking about safety becoming the junk drawer, right? Safety taking on all this crap that it shouldn't take on. And then 
and then prioritizing all that crap as all equally the same, right? It's all equally as important, right? So we end up with that definition, right? We go back to that definition that I dropped on you at the very beginning of this mini-series, right? Because I think that's a really good thing is to start with really the definition of where we're at. And look, it's a broad definition. I know that. Look, I get that. Some companies, this is not the definition. Some safety practitioners, obviously, this is not the desired definition, right? It, it, it doesn't fit completely across the board. But I would argue with you that it's about 80%, right? It's probably fit to about 80% of the time. And it's back to what we were saying. The, the, role, of the, safety, the role of the safety practitioner can pretty much be boiled down to this. An all-knowing guru. A selfless sacrificer a soothsayer and predictor of accidents and a fixer of company woe. Now we could take that a little deeper and, but you know, with each of these elements, you could go, you know, from the all knowing guru piece, we could go down a rabbit hole and add 40 bullet points to that, how that manifests in the company, right? Well, you're supposed to have predicted that where you were supposed to take your behavior based observation trending and tell me that we were going to have a slip trip and fall on the 13th of December. You were supposed to do that. How could you have not done that? Are you an idiot? You're just a horrible safety professional. A selfless sacrificer, right? Well, of course you're supposed to be here 24 hours a day. That's the job you signed up for as a safety professional. Of course, while I go home to see my family, I'm going to leave you here and say, no, 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 it's you. Safety, safety takes care of safety and joy. Or even to the point to where the safety practitioners call down to the carpet to take the beating for the organization, right? So that the director or the manager can go... Woo, look at me, big, strong director. I did something about this horrible accident we had. You know what I did? Uh, I beat up the safety professional. So that translates into what did I do? Absolutely nothing. Except, I don't know, act like an ass. So and again, we can, we can continue on down this line. But so the, the, I'm just saying that to, to, to kind of demonstrate that the definition kind of fits, again, 80% of the time. But that's where, that's where we're at. Right, that's where we're at. That's where we've been. The first part to kind of getting past the suck is, uh, I don't know, embracing the suck, admitting that it exists. Right, for so freaking long, we've pretended like there has not been a problem for so long. Right, for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. Right, for my career, for the entirety of my career. Right, I've usually worked within a system in which people are going, no, 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 nothing's wrong. Don't look here. And that's just not true. So I told you the other definition, kind of the envisioned definition or the better definition of a safety professional, right? We've already painted a really vivid picture of the current role of the practitioner. That role has been developed from kind of this safety hangover or that we face a safety hangover because of it right and now we have to move on right we 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 have to we have to uh we we have to pull our boots up high wade through the bullshit and move on but i think we have to have an envisioned state uh and i'm not saying an end state but i'm just saying an envisioned place right we we have we have to have a goal and for me it's this if i wanted to give you a better definition uh, a more impactful definition for a safety professional because that's really what we're talking about here 
right? Because I'm, I'm going to circle back to kind of the knobs and the mixer and that thing in just a second. But it's this. It's what gives us the most bang for the buck. Which football or ball, I'm just say ball, right? Let me, let me, let me say ball. Because <laughs> most of the folks that listen to this podcast, we have a very mixed opinion about what football is. So let me, I won't, I won't get into that argument. <laughs> but, but what ball can we kick that will give us the most yards, right? What ball can we kick the farthest down the field? And I think when we come back to this better definition is this, a communicator, facilitator, team member, and team builder, a curious person with an obsession for learning about work and an evangelist for organizational betterment. I think that's it. I really do. I really believe that's it. I'm not saying that's a perfect definition. Again, I probably fit about 80% of the time. I don't know. Maybe less, maybe more. But it's a lot better than where we're at. Right? It's a way, way, way better than where we're at. That definition pushes us towards the stuff that really matters. We are notorious within our profession, at aggressively focusing on the wrong things. We've done it for a very, very, very long time. Some, some by our own doing and our own choice, right? By our own stupid ideas. And some by those that have been imposed upon us by organizations. But let's just admit that. We have been really, 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 really good at aggressively focusing on the wrong things. So what I'm really arguing for here is that we start to focus on the stuff that really matters. Let's aggressively focus on the stuff that really matters. Right, so back to the mixer, back to the decluttering. Oh, God, I hate that freaking word. Back to the cleaning out of the shit drawer. There we go. There we go. That sounds better. The cleaning out of the shit drawer. I like that better. Let's start to aggressively focus on the right things. Let's clean out that drawer, right? Let's clear off our plate. Let's make some room to where we can actually work that definition. Because if we're out there constantly trying to be the the fortune teller for the organization and then becoming the, becoming the sacrificial lamb when, when duh, um, this freaking pseudoscience behavior-based observation crap doesn't lend us fruitful predictions. So we're, then we're getting caught on the carpet and beat for it. Oh, and then, oh, by the way, uh, you know, there's no, we don't have any budget for extra safety professionals, but we want 24-7, seven days a week, you know, or 24-7 coverage. So you're going to do that too. Uh, I'm just saying. There's no room. There's no room for that definition. So what I'm saying is the first step is we have to clean out the shit drawer. We have to be willing to part with the bullshit. We have to be willing to cut it out. We have to be able to take that drawer out of the freaking cabinet, flip it over in the trash can, and just dump it out. Get rid of all those dead batteries. Get rid of all those old freaking broke rubber bands and paper clips and dead ink pens and those little plastic remote covers and that little widget gadget thing that you don't even have a clue what it is and pieces of toys and all this other stuff that we find uh, in our junk drawers and just dump it out. And then dump it out, right? Let's, let's, let's just clear some of that out to begin with. And then from there, let's start to uh, maybe evaluate the stuff that's actually important, right? Let's figure out in order. What's the most important things that we need to be focused on, 
right? What, what are the most important things that we need to be focused on? And you know my feelings on this. I think a lot of this comes from kind of the underlying beliefs about safety, the underlying definitions about safety in general, right? I think that old definition, if you really dug into it, would come from the fact that we define safety as an outcome. So the safety person, right? The safety, the safety professional is often the person that's left to manage outcome. And then obviously when that outcome is not met because it's going to happen, right? The safety professional becomes not only the predictor on this side, but the responsible party on this side. So it becomes this really great point for really shitty leaders to kind of have this point of both action and blame and everything else, i.e. safety professional. Now, on the other side of that, if we start to understand that safety is the presence of capacity or, or defenses, we'll just call it defenses. And the only way that we really dig into that is through learning. Learning becomes a real value of the organization. Of course, a safety professional will work to support the values of the organization. We become proponents of learning. We become facilitators, we become team builders, we become team members. Kind of all that stuff that we're talking about in that definition, right? The complete role of the safety professional is shifted because the underlying assumptions around safety in general have changed. So my point is this. I swear, and I hope I've made a couple of them so far. And I don't know, maybe I'm just ranting today. And I kind of am. Let me just say that. But you seem to sort of like it when I rant. I don't, I don't know. I, this is just a rant. <laughs> I don't know what I'll call this. Sam's Big Rant Show. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but, when we change that piece, when we focus on that underlying assumption, everything changes, right? If you just close your eyes and imagine, again, I always have put this in here, right? Safety professional driving, got to say something stupid about this. But if you're driving, don't close your eyes, right? That'd be kind of sort of dumb. Um, but if you just think about that shift in assumptions of viewing safety as an outcome to viewing safety as a presence of defenses and kind of that chain that we just talked about on either side, close your eyes and imagine what changes. And the correct answer to that is freaking everything changes, including the role of the safety practitioner. So we do have to, we can't leave that out, right? And I've said that before. I've said that in other episodes of this, but we do have to clean out our shit drawer. That's big. We have to clear up room. We have to develop, I know buzzword, bandwidth to be able to do the things that we need to do, to be able to focus on the things that really matter. Now that we have the room to do that, we can. Back to the mixer that I was talking about. When we start to turn some of those knobs down, right, you lose that gain, you lose that, that squealing noise from having everything cranked to 11, and some of them broke off the knobs because you cranked them too hard, right, you can kind of put things in the right sequence. You can kind of start to tune things a little bit, right? You can start to say, well, you know, um, I don't think this belongs here. Let's just turn that off. You know, I don't think that uh, this needs to be at 10. Let's bring that down to a two. Oh, look at this. Look at this. This is really important. I have a feeling that focusing on the stuff that kills people is probably really important. Let's crank that to 10. Let's, let's crank that up there. Oh, learning, uh, facilitating, uh, let's crank that up there pretty high too. That seems like a really good thing to turn up there. Prioritization. Getting the right mix matters, but we'll never get the right mix as long as we're forcefully and sometimes willingly, let's say 50-50 split willingly, taking on everything like a freaking junk drawer. What do you think? What do you think about it? Like I said, I know it's kind of a ranty episode today. I, I haven't done that in a minute. And I have to tell you, it's a rather cathartic experience. It, it really made me feel kind of nice to rant to you a little bit today. I, I hope that that, uh, that I didn't uh, cause your ear holes any damage with my kind of yelling and slamming of the microphone. I get excited. So if you hear one of these, here you go. Prepare yourself. Ready? Here we go. You hear that? If you hear that, it's because I flail my arms around. <laughs> 
when I get excited and I'll either do this here. You go, ready? Prepare yourself that. Right. And I accidentally hit the mic arm or I'll get, I'll get super excited and I'll do this. Ready? Prepare yourself. I don't want to scare you. And I'll do one of those where I hit the table too hard. That just tells you that you've got me in a really good mood, right? You've got me in one of those like ranty, excited, ready to make things better kind of mood. And that's the whole point, right? And let me, let me kind of come back full circle here. That's exactly the point is we're trying to make the world a better place to work. We're trying to make safety suck a lot less, right? Safety shouldn't suck. The practice of safety and just safety within our organizations, right? Being a safety professional should not be a job that we look at and go, oh, no, past, look at that person. That They're like crying in the corner at work every day. I'm not going to do that job. And it shouldn't be this horrible thing in our organizations where we go, oh, more safety stuff. Guess who made it suck? Any wild guess? All of us. We made it suck. The companies that we work for, our profession, professionals, all of us. It's our job. Air. Air is my redneck coming through. Air. It's our job. It's our job to fix it now. And I know people get a little upset when you say we need to fix the safety profession, but uh, hello, we kind of need to fix the freaking safety profession because it sort of sucks. There are multiple people. Look, I'm not the only person out there screaming about this now, which is good. Which is good. I felt kind of lonely for a little while. <laughs> I felt kind of lonely for a little while. But the great thing is, is a lot of folks are picking up this torch and running with it because the safety profession is valuable. The professional practice of safety is valuable. It's our profession. It's our job. It's our passion. If I did not love this profession, I wouldn't be sitting here yelling to you in a microphone about it. Right? I wouldn't. I would be talking about other stuff that I like. I'll be over on the uh, the really, uh, I'll keep it, keep it sort of PG, I guess, really freaking scary stories podcast talking about like horror movies and stuff. That's stuff I really enjoy. <laughs> but that tells you that instead of doing that, I'd rather be doing this because I love our profession. I know the positive impact that it can have. And I'm excited to see where it comes next. And that, that's my prediction. That's my prediction. I told you I was kind of looking into the future here a little bit, I guess. My prediction is, is that the safety profession continues to get better and better over time. But we must remain relentless. We must keep a focus on making it better. And we cannot accept, we, we just can't accept it for what it's been. We just can't lean on that and go, well, it's been pretty good so far. We better just leave it how it is. We got to rip that freaking drawer out of the counter. We have to turn it upside down in the trash can, pour out all that bullshit and start to focus on the stuff that really matters. That's all I've got. Let me know your thoughts. You like it, you love it, you hate it. You like it, love it, you gotta have more of it. Send me an email, sam at thehopnerd.com, thehopnerd at gmail.com. If you've got a story about the sucks of safety, whether personal or you know stuff you've heard somewhere else, or even if you would like to do it anonymously, we can do that too if you'd like to come on and rant. I would love to have you come on and rant about the sucks of safety. I would love for you to come on and share your story. Again, we can share who you are. Or we, can, uh, we can even disguise your voice if you'd like. It'd be wonderful. I'd love to have you on to chat about the sucks of safety before we wrap up this miniseries. That's all I've got. Sam Goodman, the hot nerd. And let me say this. Thank you. I know I say it a bunch, but I want to say it one more time. I try to say it every time we're on here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing. Do me a favor. If you haven't shared this podcast with your friends, do it. 
please, if you're enjoying the content, share it over on your LinkedIn, share it over on your Facebook, tell somebody about it. It helps us way more than you can even imagine. It, it literally helps us to continue to bring this content to you, right? It helps keep the lights on here at the Hot Nerd Studios and helps to keep me here screaming into this mic and into your ear holes. So if you enjoy it, if you like it, if you love it, if, if you hate it, I guess, share it. We would greatly appreciate it. That's all I've got. About to choke here as I'm screaming into the microphone. Sam Goodman, the Hot Nerd, signing off. <gasps> bye, everybody. Bye.